listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. It is Monday, July 1st. Sarah on her way to Auntie and Uncle Camp and then uh, preparing for the National Youth Gathering. Excited to get to share that with you live from Minneapolis next week. Looking forward to that. And plenty of great topics this week. And we'll revisit some topics as well. Coming up in the second half of the program, we get to meet Barb Silverthorne. She's a technologist with Bethesda Lutheran Communities. Learn about new assistive smart home, te- smart home technology that they're using. And uh, the Concordia Seminary Annual Theological Symposium coming up this summer as well. And so we'll talk with Dr. Schmidt about that. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining me in studio this morning, the Reverend Dr. David Schmidt, Professor of Practical Theology at Concordia Seminary. Dr. Schmidt, thanks so much for coming over to the studio this morning. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. Always a joy to talk about, uh, well, to talk theology and also talk about what's happening at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, the annual theological symposium going on now for 30 years. Is this correct? The 30th annual? Yes. Yeah, it's been a... It's been wonderful. What happens at a typical theological symposium? It implies that uh, we're symposing something, (laughs) and it's theological. Uh, What happens at a symposium? Well, you you have uh, plenary sessions for everybody that are gathered. There are usually four of them. And then you have uh, lots of breakout sessions for about an hour on Mm -hmm. many different topics presented by uh, laity, pastors, professors. And um, so you're able to delve into a topic and then also take uh, particular tracks and see different um, minor topics or subtopics that mm-hmm. interest you. And then there's a lot of fun and fellowship going on, too, golf games and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's coming up. Uh, actually, I said summer, but it's really the end of the summer. It's coming up in September, right, so closer September. to fall. 17th and 18th. Right here at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Now, tell me about the theme this year, Devotion. Yeah, it's called Devoted, and um, I guess I, I wrote a uh, essay for a book, Inviting Community, several years back that uh, thought about redefining the term devotion or what we mean by devotion, mm-hmm. and uh, Chuck Aaron loved the idea, and he thought, you know, we ought to make something more out of this, so they decided to design a symposium around it. The word, and I remember in high school and in college using that word devotion as well, that it's probably been used in various ways throughout the the, probably the last century or so. Right, yeah. And actually, um, what we're trying to do is rediscover ways in which it used to be used. Because like Mm -hmm. now, if you were to uh, call somebody up and say, and you know, she were to say, oh, I'm having my devotion, you'd assume she was probably reading scripture, meditating on it and leading into prayer. And that um, you know, you wouldn't think she was gardening. You wouldn't think she was cleaning up trash. Um, but that idea of the devotional life as meditation upon Scripture, that works in a culture that has high literacy rate and has the availability of Scripture. Uh, if you're talking about the church that didn't have high literacy rate, didn't have the Scriptures available, what was devotion then? It wasn't sitting quietly reading on the reading the Scripture and leading into prayer. It was actually activities that people engaged hmm. in. And so we're thinking about, uh, instead of talking about devotion, we're calling it devoted. And when you think about being devoted, you're usually devoted to something, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea is, what teachings of the faith are you devoted to? Uh, let's say creation, and what sort of practices flow out of devotion to particular teachings of the faith? So context, mm-hmm. uh, cultural uh, context, ha- can 
can impact that as well. Right, yeah. And so we're kind of doing, it's a contextualization of the idea of devotion. So our culture puts a lot of challenges uh, to the devotional mm-hmm. life or be, to being devoted. Uh, one is the challenge of distraction with all of the... I don't know what you're talking about. I know, all of the media devices. We can be very um, distracted and have a superficial encounter with things mm-hmm. rather than a deep devotion. So I go to PetSmart and... They say, do you want to donate $5 to Children's Miracle Network? And I can add that to my bill. But have I really been devoted to caring for children who are suffering from cancer? Hmm. Um, I've made a, a payment to my bill, but is it, uh, is it really the manifestation of a deep devotion to a particular belief about the value of life and the way hmm. in which God interacts with life? And so the desire is to think about what are some cultural pressure points. One would be distraction. Another would be disenchantment, that the world for many in the secular world is devoid of God. It's disenchanted. And a third one would be disillusionment with the uh, church and what's going on in the church. And then how does uh, the practices of devotion, how do they answer those those challenges? Interesting. So uh, just, just the subject of distraction mm-hmm. you mentioned all the things that 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 distract us you know technology and uh media granted i i get to be a part of media <laughs> but hopefully it's a good distraction and not just a distraction but something that supports us in our devotion as well here at kfu we'll have an opportunity to uh to proclaim that good news and to you know just we just got done with sharper iron and studying god's word having those th- those resources to help us with that um what kinds of things do we do we face what kinds of distractions do we face and what do we do with those distractions well i mean the studies on uh the use of social media uh and digital devices have shown that it makes deep reflective thought very difficult Mm -hmm. so uh, if somebody hands you a phone and they want to show you a picture your instinct is to swipe you, know, you don't want to be swiping through somebody else's picture, but that's your instinct because mm-hmm. we don't we don't look at one thing for very long. We like to page through things. Mm-hmm. We like to do a surf, you know, so we're surfing, we're reading an article, following links, and then all of a sudden you're looking at plastic surgery gone bad or something, right? And you're like, how did I get here, right? Sure. So it's it's basically similar to the concept of when, when writing, like when I write an email or a, a letter to someone... Uh, We've moved from the point of writing paragraphs because we know people don't read paragraphs. We write in bullet points. Right, right. And so the the desire is to think about, is there a a way of living uh, spiritually anchored in God's word that is deeper than that? Hmm. Uh, Where there is a devotion to a particular teaching of the faith. And Mm -hmm. so you're devoted to uh, the teaching that God created the world. And then that deep devotion will manifest itself in a, an assortment of, of practices. It'll be more than simply liking that there's some Earth Day. <laughs> It'll actually move into some type of participation. And the participation can be contemplative or active. You know, those are two categories that have been used in the devotional life. So uh, you might find a person, uh, one person expressing a contemplative devotion to uh, the teaching that God created the world by uh, sitting on a trail meditating, and you might have another person picking up trash, which is a much more active devotional life. Both can manifest mm-hmm. themselves in writings, and so you have great hymnody that arises out of devotional life, praise to the God 
Lord the Almighty, which is a wonderful meditation on creation. Or you could have somebody writing an um, argument uh, on a blog post that's uh, calling for uh, environmental awareness uh, because of our stewardship of God's creation. So devotion will, you know, but it's just the desire to deepen mm-hmm. our entry into uh, kind of how God has shaped our life and the vocations we have. Disenchantment. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe spend just a minute on on disenchantment and what that means in, in as we're talking about being devoted. Right. Yeah. Well, disenchantment, uh, the idea is that uh, the world has been, <laughs> has, has kind of uh, taken God out of the daily affairs of life and that people are able to actively search for and create meaning without referencing God, without thinking about the work of God in Jesus Christ, that they just kind of create their own lives without anything. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a friend, I was at a party, and uh, it was a, a kid's birthday party, and there was a woman there, she was uh, Jewish, but not Jewish. She, she said she's Jew-ish, so she was <laughs> ethnically Jewish, but she doesn't really practice. And she had sent her daughter to a VBS. And we're sitting there, and one of the kids got this game of magnets, and she was showing her daughter how the magnets hold together, and she said, you know why they hold together? And the daughter said, because Jesus wants them to. And her (laughs) response was, now, she goes, great. She said for, um, how did she put it? She said something like, "For, for having a week of me time, I'm now going to pay for years of therapy. That's disenchantment, right? She Mm -hmm. needs to have therapy to 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 disillusion her child of the idea that Jesus would be involved in the world. And so children grow up in a world where where God's work in Christ, the way God has ordered the world, is, is not present at all. And part of our work then in devotional life is to rediscover uh, the presence of God active and at work in the world, and you do that through meditation on Scripture. Theological Symposium coming up at Concordia Seminary, September 17th and 18th. Um, we have just about a minute left. Who who might sign up? Who would, who would benefit from Theological well, actually, Symposium? Actually, this one, I would say it is... Uh going to have something for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So pastors, uh, missionaries, deaconesses, laity, anyone who's interested in uh, the devotional life or interested in what it means to be devoted to mm-hmm. a particular teaching. We're going to have sectionals on integrating art in devotion, sectionals on meditation practices, uh, meditating on scripture. Uh, there's just going to be um, a wide variety uh, also offered by a wide variety of people. So I think it would be, uh, it's going to be great for for most people to come. Registration information at csl.edu slash symposium. Easy place to find it. So you yep. go to the csl.edu website. You can find it there uh, to register for this event. And you want to do that. Registration closes in August. So you want to start thinking about that, making arrangements for that if you're uh, looking at coming to symposium at Concordia, Thale- Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Thank you so much, Dr. Schmidt, for being my guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Always a pleasure to get to catch up with you. And now I'm intrigued by uh, by this topic, by this theme. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you. Well, coming up in just a little bit, I had the opportunity recently to uh, to talk with Barb Silverthorne, a technologist with Bethesda Lutheran Communities, learn more about assistive smart home technology and how that's being useful in uh, Bethesda communities. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Well,